WEB News, you're listening to The Outlet, where campus meets community. I'm Allie Eldridge. And I'm Caitlin Coolidge. Welcome back. Each week at The Outlet, we bring you stories from the Athens and Ohio University communities. This week, you'll hear about the Halloween festivities OU puts on for the children of Athens. We put on this program to be able to allow kids to see college students giving back to their community. And one of our reporters will give you the scoop on how people are getting their groceries in a unique way right here in Southeast Ohio. People come here for the food, they also come for the community aspect. It's a rural community center. We'll give you all the details and more coming up right here on The Outlet. Stay with us. The new freedom of expression policy on campus has been the center of much debate. In fact, a coalition has been formed with the sole purpose of protesting the policy and attempting to get it repealed. The Students United Against Being Silenced Coalition recently held a public forum to discuss their issues with the policy and to find ways to effectively protest it. Outlet reporter Ali Eldridge has more. It's a Thursday evening, and inside a small classroom in Clippinger Hall, students and members of the community are coming together for a public forum hosted by a coalition of students called Students United Against Being Silenced. It's a chance for members of the coalition and the public to voice their opinions on the new freedom of expression policy at OU and figure out ways to protest it. This gathering of students in the classroom is pretty remarkable, in part because of who the students are and because of the increasingly polarized political climate in the country. In the room, seven completely different student organizations with different ideals and beliefs are coming together, united in their fight to protect free speech on campus. The Students United Against Being Silenced Coalition is made up of the OU chapters of the American Civil Liberties Union, the International Socialist Organization, the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, Students for Liberty, Young Americans for Liberty, the Ohio University College Democrats, and the Ohio University College Republicans. The new free speech policy doesn't allow demonstrations, rallies, and protests to be held within university buildings if the university thinks it will cause too much of a disruption to university operations. However, the policy does state that these activities are allowed if the spaces are reserved ahead of time and are approved by the university. The new policy was created after 70 OU students were arrested in Baker Center last February while protesting President Donald Trump's executive order for a travel ban on seven Muslim-majority countries. The students were arrested after police asked them several times to move their protest elsewhere, and they refused. The OU administration said the purpose of the new policy is to promote the free exchange of ideas while ensuring the safe and efficient operation of university facilities and outdoor spaces. But... Coalition members see the policy differently. For them, the new policy infringes on the right to free speech for United States citizens. Ohio University College Republicans President Ryan Evans says it's the Athens community's job to protect the values and liberties stated in the First Amendment of the Bill of Rights, which includes the freedom of speech, assembly, petition, religion, and press. We need to be defending the liberties of the individuals on this campus. We need to be defending these values for these students. And this policy does exactly the opposite. And so that's why our organization has strongly come out for the abolition of this policy. We don't want any form of it. We want it done. 
Dylan Vanover, a member of the International Socialist Organization, says it actually wasn't as hard to get all of the different groups to work together as one might think. Some of us are friends, despite political differences, and we all heard about the policy. We were just in conversation, sitting next to each other in class. And we were all like pretty adamantly opposed to it without going into our specific political viewpoints. Though it wasn't hard for the groups to come together, communications director for the Ohio University College Democrats, Alex Jackson, says there will be issues they'll have to face in the future. I think our biggest obstacle is just finding practical things that we can do. I mean, unfortunately, I think uh, the administrators at Ohio University are uh, going to be resistant to, to change. Um, they have policies that they want, and it's not going to be in line with what we want exactly. Uh, and I just think it's going to be challenging to, uh, get, to, get, to get this policy fully repealed. The group organized a protest that took place on Friday the 20th, which started at the Athens County Clerk of Courts on Court Street and eventually worked its way to College Green. Flyers about the protest were plastered all around campus with the phrase, You Can't Silence Dissent, printed on them. Jackson says the coalition is curious to see what the administration decides to do as the period for public feedback came to a close October 20th. Even though the group seems to be focused on just this issue for now, and even if they're only together for a short time, the creation of this coalition is an example of what can happen when different groups come together. For The Outlet, I'm Allie Eldridge. Imagine having your grocery shopping list in mind, but not knowing if you'll be able to get any of it. This could happen to you at the Chester Hill Produce Auction. Outlet reporter Lauren Ramoser finds out if the excitement is worth it. Somebody give me a $3 bid. How about a $2 bid? Anybody out there for a dollar? $1 bid, you want to go $150. 150 $50, $50, $150. There, you want to go two? How about a $250? $250, $50, $250, 50 $250, right there, you want to go three. $3 bid, got a bid three. $350, $350, $50, $50. Sold, $3. $3 for half a pack of sweet banana peppers directly sold from the farmers, many of them Amish. More than 20 residents sit in chairs around a dozen pallets of vegetables, holding a piece of paper with their bidder number. They will motion with their bidder cards to bid on products. With each motion, the price goes up. Welcome to the Chester Hill Produce Auction in Morgan County, about a 30-minute drive from Athens. It is one of 14 in Ohio and organized by Rural Action, a nonprofit organization working to revitalize Appalachian, Ohio. Director of Sustainable Culture Tom Radford is busy making sure everything is ready on this windy day. He says the auction brings much-needed economic activity into the area. So it means they can purchase food here. It means they can sell things here. It means they have an economic resource with the core being around fresh, local, healthy food. Plus it also means that like other businesses in the area have like a reason for people to come here too. Twice a week, more than 1,300 registered bidders have the chance to bid on a variety of produce. Tracy Patton owns a street produce stand in Nelsonville and likes to come to the auction. He stands at the side of the auction, kneeing down and checking the quality of today's produce. Patton isn't the only business owner at the auction. Becky Clark chats with other bidders while waiting for the auction to start. The young woman is butcher and owner of Pork and Pickles in Athens and is here looking for produce to pickle. Today I'm here to buy cauliflower, um, but we bought we pickle 
beets, carrots, green beans, uh, cucumbers, zucchini, so I get stuff. Uh, I have some farmers that grow things specifically for me, and then I come out here to supplement that, but try to get everything uh, from our local community. Really. The space is divided in two areas. On one side, whole pallets of produce are auctioned, which are used by restaurants and shops. And on the other side, local residents crowd around pumpkins, onions, potatoes, or whatever else the farmers are offering. An auction helper presents the produce. Then, the winner decides how many items he or she wants. And if there are any items left, the next highest bidder can get them for the same price. Vicky Ball's cider lives nearby, but doesn't come by every week. Instead, it's an opportunity for her to be social. She stops by different people, chats with them while waiting for the next auction offer. So I just come over once in a while to catch up with my friends um, and to see if there's something that I might want to can or preserve. Last week I think I got cauliflower and broccoli because I didn't have any of that in my own garden. Some Amish farmers even offer baked goods in one corner of the hall in Chester Hill. The social aspect to the auction is important, according to Redford. People come here for the food, they also come for the community aspect. It's a rural community center. And they're all essentially serve horse and buggy farmers. So it's real suited to those communities. People that don't have access to urban you know, or suburban markets. So it creates a destination. So it brings people to the markets. Prices vary depending on how many bidders participate and what produce is offered. Because people are buying directly from the farmers, prices are often lower than most grocery stores. But buying produce here is not like going to a grocery store. There is a certain tension in the air when the announced price goes lower until someone decides to bid. After that, there are usually more people interested and the price goes up again. In 25 cent increments, the produce mostly stays affordable until auctioneer Tanya Dot announces the highest bidder. It takes about an hour to sell all the produce. Bidders then take their number and pay at the office. Both Becky and Tracy are happy with their haul. I got like 20 heads of cauliflower and I'm like really happy with the price I got and the quality. I wish that there were, I mean I would have bought like 40 heads so I wish that there was more um, but I think it's just not peak season now. So went pretty well. Uh, we had uh, some beets and got a few potatoes and so bid on a lot of stuff but more than I wanted to pay so I'm always happy with the way it goes. I mean that's, that's an option for you so. This year's season is over, but Chester Hill Produce Auction will start back up again in May. It's open to everybody who wants to make shopping a little more exciting, get some local produce and experience community. For The Outlet, I'm Lauren Ramosa. The Athena Cinema showed films about issues involving Africa and Africa diaspora. It made people discuss and reflect on problems around the world. The outlets Madeline Peck attended. I see like we've gone we've gone a long way. Also we are still on the same path. Sambaba is sitting by himself toward <laughs> the front of the theater in the Athena Cinema. He just watched the documentary I Am Not Your Negro, which focuses on the history of the civil rights movement and current issues facing black people, including police brutality. It was part of a film series at the Athena. Samba is a graduate student from the small West African country of the Gambia. He is also the president of the African Student Union. 
Watching the film allowed him to empathize with those involved in the civil rights movement and taught him about what they went through. The experience of these people is something that we can learn from. And the experience of these people is something that we can take a lot from that can shape our worldviews. Throughout the week of October 15th, the Athena gave four free screenings of films about issues involving Africa and African diaspora. The African diaspora refers to the groups of people around the world whose ancestors left Africa, either by choice or through force. Samba says the African diaspora is a very important part of what Africa is, and is kind of a sixth region of the continent. But watching these films and learning about these issues is not just for African and black people. So it's not only for African students or, or black students or, or African diaspora. I think it's for everybody because the problems shown in these are problems for humanity. And these are things that we should all work together to, to solve. The film series was initiated by the African Educational Research Network, which is a group at Ohio University that's mission is broadening the understanding of the continent. After each screening, there is a discussion of the films and how they relate to contemporary issues. Director of the Athena, Alexander Komodi, was approached by the group in the summer and worked with them to organize the film series. In addition to I Am Not Your Negro, the series included Winnie, a film about Winnie Mandela, the wife of Nelson Mandela and her role in ending apartheid in South Africa. Crown Heights and Whose Streets were also shown for free during the series. Crown Heights tells the tale of Colin Warner, a young black man wrongfully convicted of murder in Brooklyn. And Whose Streets is a documentary which specifically chronicles the Ferguson uprising in 2014. Alexandra says that Athena tries to show entertaining films, but also educational ones. Film is really a great way to reach a lot of people because it's kind of a universal language. It's an art form that everyone can access. Graduate assistant Susan Mangala is involved with the African Educational Research Network. She sat at a table in the lobby of the Athena Cinema and welcomed people into the theater before the movie. Susan says the films are eye-opening, but also emotionally draining. I feel like one of the key takeaways they can take from the movie is that element of being able to understand some of the social issues that are affecting people today, especially Africa or African people. For The Outlet, I'm Madeline Peck. With the craziness of the Halloween block party, many Athens children are left with no place to trick or treat. But one program is providing kids with the opportunity to experience the holiday safely. Elise Hammond has more. It's a Tuesday night and princesses, pirates, Power Rangers, and dinosaurs are roaming the halls of the dorms on West Green. Here, move a little closer. There you go. Track or treat is put on by the Residence Action Council, or TRAC, at Ohio University annually. And this year, it was bigger than ever. Here's a joker! For the first time, TRAC is collaborating with the Student Alumni Board and Service Fraternity Alpha Phi Omega, as well as inviting not only children from Athens City Schools, but Alexander Elementary School as well. Track President Ravneet Carr says around 150 came Tuesday night, with an estimated total of around 350 people during the three days the program goes on. 
She attributes these record numbers to the new partnerships and says that joining with other organizations has only benefited the event. So we're hoping next year we'll get some more uh, organization involvement and make, maybe make this like a campus-wide thing if possible. The community isn't the only thing that saw an increase in participation. Ravneet says compared to last year, Hall Council members have higher attendance as well. Over in Royers Hall, Clay Williams says he first experienced the event last year and now as an RA, encouraged his residents to become involved. Last year I was part of the Hall Council and so I really enjoyed it then and so this year I decided to help my residents uh, build a community and build a fun event that they can remember and build upon when they're older, use it for a future experience. Ravneet says the event is a competition between the members of different hall councils. As she walked from building to building, she carried a clipboard and ranked each place based on different categories, such as most creative decorations and best costumes. But regardless of which RAs have the best snacks and activities, Ravneet says the event is all about providing a safe place for the Athens community to trick-or-treat and gives the kids a chance to interact with college students. So to give back to that, we put on this program to be able to allow kids to see college students giving back to their community and letting them know that not all college students or most college students do what people do during Halloween. For the outlet, I'm Elise Hammond. That's it for our show this week. Thanks for joining us. The outlet is co-produced and co-hosted this week by me, Caitlin Coolidge, and Allie Eldridge. We are edited by Atish Baidya, Susan Tebbin, and Allison Hunter. Adam Rich is our technical assistant. Our theme music is performed by Ryan Gabos. Subscribe to The Outlet on SoundCloud and iTunes or find us online at woub.org. You can follow us on Twitter at Outlet underscore WOUB. We'll be back next week with more stories from the Athens and Ohio University communities. Thanks for listening.